Hey, hey y'all, hey y'all. I'm Soph. And I'm Nat. And, and we're, we're the, the Travel Brats. Brats. Welcome to our podcast. We've been putting the brat in travel. Since 2020. And we're just getting started. From hidden gems to world-class travel. We've been sharing hot and not destinations from a bird's eye view and a party, party of, of two. two. So what's on the itinerary today? Hey, 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 Travel Brats. Happy Travel Brat Tuesday. It's Soph. And that coming to you live from the studio, and guys, 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 we are taking you back, back, back to the place, place, place <laughs> that you love, love, love. We are taking you to the wonderful European city. I don't know what accent this is of Belgium. City. Oh, just country. City. Country of Belgium. <laughs> city of Bruges. Country of Belgium. City of Listen, Bruges. I was thinking country, right, everybody? But I just said city <laughs> because Natalie threw me off. Because she always throws me off. Because if you ever have a good friend that is better at life than you, then you should, bl- <laughs> you should blame them. You should blame them for all your mistakes. We'll just say yeah. that it's all the bees. It's we have lots bees. of bees yeah. going on. I'm so dyslexic. Well, we are in the country of Belgium. <laughs> all right. Country of Belgium. And we're in the city of Bruges. Bruges. Or you can also pronounce it Bruges. So that's the interesting thing. As I mentioned in the episode about Brussels, there are lots of really distinctive regions in Belgium. Very small country, a lot of languages spoken there. And in the south, you have Wallonia, which is the French-speaking region. In the north, you have Flanders, which is the Dutch-speaking region, but they call it Flemish. The Belgian-Dutch very specific about their Flemish language Mm. and that it is not Dutch. So it's, you know... Kind of, they both are very similar. If you speak Dutch, you can speak Flemish. It's different. They're going to be different things. Maybe, maybe it's uh, equivalent to how like uh, French Canadian. Oh, okay. And France French. I would understand be. that. Um, that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's a South American thing too. Yes, you have the, the Mexican Spanish di- and the Spanish Spanish, exactly. and then you have Argentinian Spanish. Exactly. They don't they don't speak Spanish. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what people joke about. Is they're like you don't speak you don't proper speak Spanish. Proper you don't Spanish. speak proper like Spanish. Like Spain Spanish and Mexican Spanish, yeah. like similar to that, perhaps. I oh mean, yeah, the Spanish. Of course, they're going like... to be different, different distinctive things. So I don't want to compare them too much. But there's the not Flemish... the, there's not a pure. Well, French would be the pure. French would be yeah, what, just like the Spaniards are like we speak the pure Spanish. Or the original, I guess, the you original, know. The OGs, the goats. Um, All right, we get it, the goats. But yeah, so we are going to be in Bruges, and the Dutch slash Flemish pronounce it Brugge, and the French pronounce it Bruges. And I would say Bruges is the most common pronunciation that most people would hear. Um, yeah. There's a movie with, um, oh gosh, what's the movie with Colin Farrell? Um, I, Midnight in Bruges? Is that what it's called? <laughs> Bruges. No, I'm like, I'm I'll have to look it's it up. Midnight in Paris. Well, there's not Midnight in Paris, there's When in Rome, but the one in Bruges, anyway, it's, it's, I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. When in Midnight when in, in Bruges. Oh I'm just kidding. Let's Inception. make it, Natalie. Let's, let's be directors. <laughs> so, uh, Bruges, like many European cities, has been around a long time. So there are areas in the city. Uh, in the city. Uh, there are areas wow. in the city. Tonight uh, I am speaking perfect English. I like this. You're, you're trying to get country on me. I know. I, I feel that. So I feel that on in the level. city of Bruges, there are structures and uh, different areas that date back to like the 400s. Oh, wow. It's crazy. So I would say most of the structures and most of the different areas in the city. It's, Gosh, city that you're gonna see. Why am I calling it city? In the city that are dating mostly between, I would say, the 700s and 1300s. But there was this one little area where they were like, the cobblestones here are from the 400s. I'm like, this is insane. 
That's pretty crazy. It's so cool. That's pretty crazy. So I would say, wow. though, that the most famous and stunning part of the city, in my opinion, is the main market area. And again, as in most European cities, you're going to have kind of that main European market area where you get all the restaurants and mm -hmm. of course classically you think hundreds and hundreds of years ago that's where people would meet together right and that's where the you know, they were selling things yeah the town square and so this is a beautiful market area that is surrounded by restaurants modern restaurants but of course old old architecture as well beautiful. as different shops and and different things like that mm. which is really cute but there's this very famous 13th century bell tower and it's called the Bruges Belfry Ooh. and it is really beautiful and it stands very tall and there's a lot of uh, history about it and lore about it but you can climb it up to the top or you can just enjoy it from the the market area mm -hmm. of course you have to pay to climb it so we did we chose not to do that we when we went climb it. Um, I have been able to go to Bruges twice. That's awesome. I visited my, my sister and her family in Brussels two times, and both times I took an excursion trip to Bruges. The first was with my parents, okay. and then the second, uh, this last year, was with my cousin Amber and her husband Corey, who live in Edinburgh, and we're in town. Oh. And we were like, okay, we're going to explore Brussels, but we got to do a day in Bruges. So we did a day in Bruges together. That was so awesome. And one of the things that I did with my parents was we chose to do a boat ride. Okay. So there's, again, lots of European cities have beautiful rivers and canals and these kinds of things. And that is also true of Bruges. And so we got in a boat. And, you know, like in Venice, you get on a gondola. Mm -hmm. It's not a gondola. It's like a, a motorized boat. And it fits more people than a gondola would. It's probably like 15 to 20 people. But See, it's still relatively small. Don't have a little guy with the beret singing. I know. You don't have that. You don't have the It's more the modern. Venetian. It's more modern. It's yeah. Um, okay but it's awesome because you just hop on the boat. And then uh, the guy who is driving the boat is giving you a tour along the way. So oh, he's telling great. you about different things that you're seeing. And you have to pay for the boat tours. It's relatively inexpensive. Mm -hmm. But the walking tours are free. So, no way. Yeah. And my sister and her husband did the walking tour. They highly recommended it. Both times I went, I we didn't time it out to where we could do the walking tour, which was fine. Um, but a lot of a lot of these cities will have free walking tours, which is great. Huh. But I loved the boat excursion. That was like a really, really awesome oh, aspect man. of our I day. I love that. That's always so one nice. of my favorite things from, I mean, I have done the one, I have done one of those in Venice, but also like when we went to DC. Yeah. And that was the one thing I didn't mention on the episode that I totally forgot about. That's the right. Last, yeah, the last time we were there, we did like an evening dinner cruise through oh, D.C. And to see I all of the monuments lit up and like the Kennedy Center, we passed the Kennedy Center all lit up at night. Beautiful. You could see, you so could see special. the Lincoln Memorial. Like you could see them from the water and it was gorgeous. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, day or night, river cruises are just something the else. Best. My uh, grandpa and grandma actually, for his retirement, did a... A Rhine River cruise on the Rhine Ooh. around Europe for like, I think it was like a month. Oh, yeah. And those are like legit where you like so stay awesome. on the boat. It's like a whole thing. It's like a much smaller. Yeah. They only have like a couple hundred people on. Mm -hmm. But like, just seeing yeah. it from the water, like That's the cities really, from really the water, cool. it's so cool. Yeah, I'd love to do a riverboat cruise like that. But anytime that I can get on a boat in a city to do even just like an hour-long tour or oh, something awesome. like that, it's, it's so yeah. great. And usually they're pretty well-priced. They're not yeah. super expensive. Um. So, okay, so I want to hit up a few different spots in Bruges that if you do go to Bruges, you want to go to. Okay. Now, the first one is called the Old Chocolate House. 
as I'm sure you guys know, and I have mentioned a couple times, Belgium is known for chocolate. Um, Duh. Belgium chocolate. That's where Belgium from. chocolate. Hello. There you go. So this place is most known for its hot chocolate. And it is extremely special. So what's cool is you, you walk in and it's a, a shop. And then they also have this really cozy, what they call their tea room. Okay. So they offer all kinds of things. I mean, you can get you can get chocolates. You can get, like, they do, like, biscuits and sweet treats and different kinds of things so like good. that. And teas and coffees and hot chocolates. But, again, they are most known for their unique hot chocolate. And what it is is the, the people who run it, they were like, oh, what's this, like, powdered hot chocolate? You know, it's like this, this new fang- newfangled way of doing hot chocolate. It's not the way to do it. It, the way you do it is you get a pot, you put milk in it, you get it all hot, and then you put chunks of chocolate in. So what they've done is you order your hot chocolate, you get this big, like huge mug of like, steaming hot milk. And then, and you can get whatever kind of milk you want. And then you order, it almost looks like they put them in these like little muffin, uh, like tins or whatever, and you order whatever kind of chocolate you want. And my cousin... Uh, my cousin's husband, Corey, got a dark chocolate one. I got, like, a hazelnut praline one. Ooh. And you basically take the little, like, hard chocolate shell with all the little chunks in it and everything, and you drop it into your hot milk. They're cocoa and bombs. Then you, yes, and then they give you this, like, personalized whisk, and you whisk it, and it just melts. And it is the most delicious and special treat. It is absolutely amazing so that was a highlight for me I did that with my cousin and her husband we didn't do that with my parents my parents and I we just went and we went to a bunch of different chocolate shops and got a bunch of chocolate that's awesome um but yeah so that that was a huge huge treat for me and uh next of course I started with dessert because hello duh but Flemish stew which I don't think I've talked about in any of the episodes thus far um Bruges is the only place where I've actually ordered Flemish stew they are, I think, the most well-known for that. But it is just this really hearty stew yeah. that is beef that is soaked in beer. And it's a beer-based, um, like, I guess, the yeah, the stew is, is beer-based. You know, sometimes, a lot of times, you'll do, like, a wine base or a, different things like Sounds that. Good. But it's beer-based, and the, the, the beef is soaked in the beer. And then it's, like, onions. And I guess sometimes they'll do, like, potatoes and different vegetables. But honestly... They try to keep it really simple. It's just like onions and beef. Straight up. In this amazing broth. It's like this dark, dark I love those. It is so good. The Europeans do that, like those those different places in Europe. Like I like goulash a lot, Mm -hmm. Hungarian goulash. And like I love those like hearty stews. You know, we don't get those. That's very like German, Hungarian, Belgian. You get a lot of that potatoes and meat kind of thing. So the stew, the Flemish stew is super famous in the Flemish culture. And every time I've been in Flanders, I order it. That sounds great. So, so good. Probably beats chicken noodle soup here. <laughs> I mean, chicken noodle soup, I'm a huge fan of. Crackers but on the, the stew is, is really, really good. Yeah. And one thing that Belgium is known for, it's a Belgian staple, randomly enough, are mussels. 
Oh, muscles. Okay. I didn't know that, but there's like a, obviously a certain time of year where you can get muscles, and it's usually in the fall. So both times that yeah. I've been to Belgium was in September. October, November area. And so we would get muscles. And I'm not a huge muscles person. I'm laughing but... so hard because I cannot eat muscles ever since I was eight years old when we went to really? Fisherman, Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco and I had muscles and they like threw my guts out, oh my out after that. It's not my favorite Gross. thing, but I will say that no, but the Belgians good. do it right. And so we, you got to get your Flemish, Flemish stew and your muscles when you go, Yum. especially when you go to Bruges. And there's this other treat that my cousin Amber, who I went with on the second time, um, it's called Bitter Bolin. Hmm. And um, we grew up, you know, my family is Dutch. So this isn't just a Belgian treat. It's also a Dutch treat. Uh, of course, the, the Belgians do it maybe slightly differently, but it is so good. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's made of roux. And I don't know if you know what roux is, R-O-U-X. It's a mixture of flour and fat cooked together. Mm-hmm. And by fat, I mean like bacon drippings or butter or you know some kind of like Mm -hmm. uh fat substance that you mix with flour and then you put it together with meat and then you cover it in breading and you deep fry it and they just look like these little like ball and honestly when you bite into it i at first thought that it was that the roux was like a, a potato Oh, it okay. kind of has like a mashed potato. Does it get that like, consistency? Yeah, it's like the consistency huh. is like a potato. Tasty. It is so good. And they uh, usually serve it with like a mustard or some kind of like, they do like a bunch of different dipping sauces. We usually just do it in Hash mustard. brown. But it is so good. <laughs> so bitter ballin'. I'm so American. It's like a hash brown. It's like a hash brown. Honestly, though, it's like, it, it, is, it is. Uh, I was interested when I was looking it up to find version. that it was a, a flour and fat mixture. I was like, oh, that kind like, of grosses me out uh, a little bit when I'm reading what? it. But that's it's like, so we, yummy. We love sausage balls. And I feel like that's kind of sausage balls. Is I was like, sausage is great. My daddy John, my daddy John is what we call him. He's like, he's like, that ain't sausage. I mean, he's like, it, I mean, it is sausage. He's like, but it's a lot of fat and butter and like bread. Yeah, and I was it, like, oh. exactly. Okay, but the, so good. what's <laughs> nice about the bitter ballin is like it has that that fried breaded out out outer texture um, on that outer layer, and then when you bite it, it bite into it, it's this really nice, soft, warm. Oh, it's Sounds it's so, so yummy. So that that's one Sounds of my favorite really treats. Um, so I do want to tell you about this interesting thing about Bruges, mm-hmm. the legend of the swans. Mm-hmm. So when we were on the boat ride, mm-hmm. there were swans everywhere. No way. And you're like walking around and like on the on the green you know like areas and the parks and different stuff. There's like swans everywhere. It's really? crazy. And Bruges is just like chock full of these beautiful swans. Rivers packed like everywhere. And the story goes that back in the late 1400s, the ruler of Bruges at the time, his name was Emperor Maximilian, he had imposed a very intense tax on the citizens of Bruges. Okay. And of course, they didn't like that. So they revolted. And what they did was that they captured the emperor and they like put him up in this like, I want to call it a tower, but it was basically, it was like a house that was like in in the area so they they locked him up there and while he was up there they forced him to watch from above the torture and beheading of his bailiff and trusted counselor a man named peter lankles and he was referred to as long neck so that did happen that is historical fact now the legend is that the emperor eventually escaped 
and later took his revenge on the local people by forcing them to keep long necks or swans on the canals for eternity as a reminder of what they had done. I'm like, how is that a punishment? I mean, whatever. I guess swans do poop everywhere. But I just think that's such a random thing. That's so funny. In reality, swans have just been swimming in the canals and have been around this area of the country since the 15th century. And they are seen as a status symbol of the city's power and wealth. Well, that seems like a symbol of a swan. I was going to guess when you were telling that story that they got mad at him and they took him and they turned him into a swan. Turned him into a swan. And now he floats around. You don't know which one is him. There's so many. <laughs> Wait, I love that though. That's so funny. Like That's the a child rap legend. But yeah, exactly. I know. The first thing I thought of was legend. Barbie Swan Lake. When you said that, I was like, yeah. Barbie Swan Lake. Exactly. But I, I just love that legend. I love that. I That's love cool. the cities that have their different lore. You know, every every city has that. Different stories about things that that facts turn into, I don't want to say fiction, but basically, fiction. you know, these like these stories that, that people don't necessarily believe, but that it's still fun to, to kind right. of think about. It is, yeah. And especially when you have something that's such a, a symbolic thing like a swan. Pretty, And, and Bruges beautiful. has gone through so many different rulers. Bruges has gone through so so much, through, through different wars. Um, I mean, as with much of Europe, you see these, these cities that go through such devastation. Yeah. And then they rise above and they become you know, wealthy nations again or wealthy cities again and then more devastation and, you know, different rulers that, that, that do a good job leading the city and then don't. These it's different kinds crazy, of things. crazy, huh, when you think about in certain wars, especially like one and two um, world wars, uh, how many, like, beautiful historic cities got destroyed. Oh, absolutely. And we're going to do an episode on Antwerp and that was one of the cities, especially in World War Two, that was mm. a, a very important city for the war and... Yeah, just a lot. And, and the beautiful thing about Bruges is that Bruges was actually pretty well protected. So uh, it, it wasn't bombed to smithereens, kind of, you know, London was bombed to smithereens. You know, there's a lot of these cities that their old architecture just doesn't exist anymore. No. Whereas Bruges is this, like, really beautifully well-kept city that has, has stayed. Uh, it, it's been able to keep its old structures i mean of course they do work on these buildings right you know because they well they have to they They'll have to crumble Ex- down exactly yeah but there's they're very well kept and they haven't been ruined by war so right. but yeah anyway that's just a little bit about bruges it is a super charming city um i just loved walking around and, and going to the different shops and you know we we sat my parents and i we at the end of the day, we walked around when it was nighttime and all the lights were on and in the market and, and we sat and we got um, Glühwein, which is this really yummy uh, wine, spiced wine Ooh, drink that that's tasty. very famous yeah. in, in Belgium. And so we just sat there with our Glühwein and we just Relax. looked out on the market with the with the Belfry Tower right across from us and the lights See, on. It was I so, I was like, this is so romantic. I'm with my parents, you know? But, but it really awesome. was like such a, yeah. a beautiful thing to just like after a day of exploring, yeah. go and get some food, get our yeah. Glühwein and And there's and nothing like that. that atmosphere with a town square where yeah. you have like the town church and you have all the people and, the, and playing in the trees and the like, not the park, but like the greenery, the greenery. 
grass, and then you have all the shops around and all the restaurants. And yeah, the there's shops. nothing like it. There it's really such a European is nothing thing, like and it. there's nothing like here. It's beautiful. And I hate to say, such like, community. I, I think some people might say, oh, every European city looks like that. If you no. see one, you see another. They're it's all like, different. Of course, they all, like I mentioned, they right. all have these, these histories and these old buildings, and they all have their cathedrals, and they all have their markets, and they all have their town squares, and these kinds of things, and yet... There is such a specificity to each of these because yeah. everyone in these cities is so proud of their history. Oh, yeah. And Bruges really does have a very colorful history. I obviously didn't go into so much of the history, and I, I typically won't when I'm talking about these cities um, because when you go on the walking tour, you get the whole spiel. That's the thing you know, is they you tell the you all that. Deal. And I think it's very important. Some people just go to the cities for either the scenery or the food. And listen, those, you had me in this episode oh, at yeah. chocolate and you finished me off with like swans and then your little spiced wine drink. <laughs> but like, honestly, it's amazing to go, to go know about the history, immerse yourself in it and imagine. I think one of the best experiences I ever had was um, like the most probably rich, I wouldn't say happiest because it's very somber, but like going to Pearl Harbor at mm. the same time of day on a Sunday when Pearl Harbor occurred very early in the morning and like listening to the story and like imagining like yeah. if you were there. Yeah. And so like that is like like trying to trying to outlander yourself, trying to outlander yourself, yourself, yes. yourself back in time. Yeah. Um, it's just so cool if you know the history and you know it even a little bit like the background that we give you guys before Truly. you go. Yeah, like Natalie said, you're gonna learn it all when you get there because you're gonna have a great tour guide. And but like if you know a background, you can start imagining. Yeah. Like, what if I was here in the 1400s, 1500s, you know? It'd be amazing. So, yeah. anyway, Natalie, thank you. Well, and, and we're kind of dressed in springy clothes, uh, for those that are seeing the video. Um, and I, I wanted to mention, you know, I went to Bruges in the fall. Mm -hmm. Beautiful time. Bundled up. But Belgium, Holland, these countries are exceptional in the spring. So I was like, I want to... I mean, here we are doing the episode in May. Like, I'm I'm dressed in spring clothes because it's that time of year. But also, that's when I would want to go. Like, next time I go, and I would suggest to all of you listeners, if you go to Bruges or anywhere, like, springtime is so special. It's so wow. beautiful. I mean, that time swamps. of year is just I can't amazing. even imagine the river. Yeah, and, and just the all the, like, tulips. Like, and the, yep, and the, the I mean, tulips. of course, the tulips are famous in Holland. But mm. even in Belgium, like, you just have that overflow of just like beautiful florals and just it's crazy. stunning so anyway that's that's my my last tip but there you go Bruges guys go to Belgium and explore the cities that we're giving you we love you guys and we'll catch you next week stay beautiful au revoir we out or I should say tot scenes tot scenes okay <laughs> oh, cute hey there are you looking to sell your house the for sale by owner way then check out Listella. Listella is an online real estate platform where you can directly buy and sell homes with no negotiations and no commission. Sellers save the 6% they would typically pay an agent, and buyers can find and buy a home in as little as 14 days. The best part? If you're a Travel Brats listener and you list your home on Listella, you'll get 20% off the listing fee with code TRAVEL. That's capital T-R-A-V-E-L. Check them out at listella.com or download the Listella app today.